Hi friends, my name is Kelly Rowland and this is my podcast, Brazen and Brave. So since I was a teenager, I have prayed to God that I would live a life that isn't limited by my own beliefs and that I would really go after and be brave and live the life that God has called me to live. And that's really what this podcast is about. In every single episode, we are going to dig into the word. We're going to have real conversations and be honest, real humans to talk about how can we live a life that is brave? How can we live a life that is bold and courageous? And how can we take steps and take action and be unafraid about what the world has to say about it? Friends, I hope you're excited as I am. So let's dig into this episode of Brazen and Brave. friends. I hope you're having an amazing day, an amazing week. And if you listened to last week's podcast, I hope you enjoyed it. This is going to be part two of lessons I learned from Acts chapter 16. So just as a quick recap, last week we talked about two major things and these were lessons that I really picked up and learned from the jailer and the story who who put Paul and Silas in prison, he beat them, flogged them, all that kind of stuff. And then because of the ministry of Paul and Silas, his life was radically changed because he made the decision to find out more about Jesus. And through that decision, himself and his entire family was saved. And so the lessons from last week, just as a quick recap, were never, never doubt Never downplay your impact because you absolutely have one. And the second thing was that your life can change right now. Your life can change immediately. And so last week, as I mentioned, we really focused on the jailer. Because as I told you, when I was reading in Acts 16, I was like, wow, I mean, that's where all of my focus went to. Truly, but then I was, I was, as I was preparing for last week's podcast, I started to pick up a little bit more on and ponder more on the ministry of Paul and Silas. And so that is what we're going to focus on today. And so, just as a very, very quick recap, I'm not going to read all the scripture, but essentially, Paul and Silas were put into prison. For really not breaking any laws, of course, which happened most of the time um, when this happened. And when they were put in prison, it says in verse 25, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. And then suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. So at that point, the prison doors flew open, everyone's change came loose, and the jailer was going to kill himself, but Paul and Silas shouted, no, don't harm yourself. We haven't left yet. We are still here. And so when that happened, the jailer fell to their knees, and he asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And so going on to verse 31, they replied, 
believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. You and your household. So they spoke the word of the Lord to him and the others in his house. And then they went to the jailer's house. The jailer washed their wounds and immediately he and all his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house, set a meal before them and was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God. He and his whole household. So for this part two version, I really want to focus on the acts, if you will, of Paul and Silas in this particular story. And when I was reading it, really the second, third time around, I was really struck by putting myself in this situation. Had I been Paul, had I been Silas, had I been someone that was accompanying them and was also thrown into prison, unlawfully, what would I, what would I have acted like? Would I have done the things that Paul and Silas did? And so that's really going to be the basis of this podcast because it's challenged me to really dig deep and think about when I am in times of trouble, how do I respond and how do I interact with others And how do I bring others along with me? Because quite frankly, I think this is an area that I don't do very well. I will just be honest. Most of the time when I'm going through something really hard, I really tend to shut down. I do. I tend to shut down and it is very hard for people to reach me on a deep level and for me to let people in. And that's, I'm just going to be honest, that's who I am. It's how I've operated and it's something I'm working on and something I'm coming to realize, especially when I'm reading the story because Paul and Silas were thrown into prison. So let's just talk about how they acted and how we can learn from them. So the first thing they did is that it says they were praying and singing hymns to God. And this is something we talked about at church a while, you know, a couple weeks ago is that we talked about worship. And praising God and how do we worship and when do we worship and when we worship should be all the time not just in church when you're feeling good and you got people around you and you're happier there and it's easier right it's easy to like put up your hands or maybe sing a song and worship it's easy to maybe do that in the car when everything's going good you got sun's out, your hair's blowing in the wind, and it's easy to sing sing your praises and sing our praises. Where it becomes hard is when we're going through a not-so-sunny day. Maybe it's raining physically and metaphorically in our life, and it feels counterintuitive to lift up our praises. Maybe we lift up our prayers to ask God to intercede on our behalf, but lifting up our praises is a lot more difficult, at least for me. But that's what they do. That's what they do in this situation. So they're thrown in the jail. Literally, their feet are shackled to the ground. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty claustrophobic. Um, No, thank you. That just makes me cringe to even think about. And they're singing hymns to God. And you know what it says? It said the other prisoners were listening to them. They were listening to them. So that's like lesson one for me when I was reading this the second time around. Third time around is that in your storms, 
in your shackledness, whatever that looks like, whatever you're shackled from, whatever you're confined by, whatever circumstances have you feeling like you can't breathe, we still need to sing our praises to God. We especially need to sing our praises to God, not just because it changes our heart and it puts our focus on Him, but also others were listening, others are watching, and Yes, I, I think going. you should focus on more about your own personal healing, of course, and worry about, that's like I tell my kids, worry about yourself, not your brother. But as believers, we have to keep in mind, we have to keep in mind that people are watching. We have an example to set. I have an example to set for my children. I have an example to set as a believer. We're, we're called we're called to disciple. We're called to, to teach people about Jesus and, and share the good news. And not just when things are going good, but when things are going not so good. And so just a reminder, like, yeah, it, it's hard to sing our praises in the storm. But I think that's a practice that we can start even when it's hard. And, and maybe we fake it at first. Maybe maybe it feels unnatural and you're like, God, I'm still angry. I'm still mad, but I'm still going to praise your name anyway. I'm still going to sing this song anyway. It's so important. So that's like the first thing I want to talk about what Paul and Silas did. And this is before the miracle happened. So right after that, so suddenly, again, suddenly, remember things can change. That rain can stop and the sun can start shining. Suddenly this earthquake happens where it's like supernatural event. Crazy. God intercedes. And the prison, you know, just everything is comes loose. The doors are open. Change fly open. Everyone's free to go. And... Like we talked about last week, the jailer's freaking out. Like, oh my goodness, I'm going to get killed. I'm just going to take my own life, so I don't even have to deal with that. But what do Paul and Silas do? Instead of fleeing their captivity, instead of running into freedom to self-serve their needs, I want to be free, they choose to stay and serve God instead. So instead of choosing themselves, they choose God. I've got to be honest, on this one here, I can't say that I would have done that. I can't. I can't. Maybe if I saw the prison guard there and he was about to take his life, I'd like to think that I would stop and minister. I don't know. I don't know. This one has is, is got me thinking about myself and how I act and, and what I do in my pain, what I do in my trials. And that's what I want you to think about here. And this is really part two of this. What do we do? How do we act? How do we respond in the midst of that captivity? So here, again, they don't run away. They don't flee. They stay. They stay and minister to this jailer. They tell him, hey, don't hurt yourself. And in that moment, this is kind of goes back to last week. It matters how we respond and things can change instantly because of their obedience to God instead of serving their their needs here it opens up an opportunity to witness to this jailer and through this through this one decision to instead of run away and flee <laughs> this man is saved so not only is the jailer saved but as we read in the story and as we talked about last week his entire family is saved and his entire family is baptized. And it says he's filled with joy because he believes in God. He and his whole household. So they come to know the Lord. They're saved. They're baptized. They're filled with joy. 
And we know that that's got to impact their, their, their future and generations to come. But that is because of the faithfulness of Silas and of Paul. And I have to, we got to like re kind of locate ourselves to this story. It's not like they're just witnessing on the streets in this instance where they're walking around freely. No, they're ministering in a prison where they just were, where they were held captive and God freed them. And instead of leaving, they chose to stay. And so in this, I was thinking about this and I'm like, okay, so our challenge here is during the midst of our darkest days, during the midst of our struggles, during the midst of our trials, how are we responding? Are we, are we praying? Are we worshiping? And then how are we acting? What is our, our physical actual response? How are we conducting ourselves? What are we missing out and I really think about, you know, I share this in the book that I, I've written and it's coming out reveal of the boys in the NICU. I did, I really shut down and I did open up in our Facebook group in ways of writing. And that's how I came to, I, I didn't think of it ministering back then, but I do now. That is how I connected with people in, in the darkness, in our pain that we are walking through. But man, I could have done so much more. And it's okay. I'm, I, no one's perfect. And this is not meant to make you feel bad or call you out or make you feel like you're less than. It's about understanding that God has purpose for us even in our pain. And that's what the book is called, right? It's Reveal Discovering God's Purpose in Your Pain. Because there is purpose. Even in your captivity, maybe you could save someone else. Maybe God's writing your story. He's writing your testimony so that even in the moment, maybe not even five, 10 years, and that's what I talk about in the book, it, it, your impact is not just now. It, it goes on and on and on, but that doesn't mean you can't have impact instantly and in the storm. And so for this scripture and for this story, and when I really started reading in it, Paul and Silas focused on what God had in store for them and not what they would have probably wanted. We don't know how they're feeling here. And I'm not going to project or act like I know because I don't. But I do know that despite how they may have been feeling and despite their maybe gut reaction to leave, that they stayed. And so that's a challenge for us that when we're going through pain, when we're going through something really hard, when, when the sun's not out and the rain's pouring down and we feel shackled and imprisoned by our circumstances may we not just pray for things to come to get better and for the rain to come out I certainly think we should do that but may we also pray for God to tell us what he wants us to learn what does he need us to hear how does he need us to respond whose story are we going to impact because of the storm that we're currently walking through and how how can we witness? How can we, how can we carry out what he's called us to do? Because that's what they did in the story. In the midst of their storm, in the midst of being shackled, they could have ran, but they didn't. They stayed. And it, it meant everything to this jailer and to his family. And so I just hope that 
you're encouraged by this. I hope that you've learned something much like I learned something from from this scripture and from this story of when we're going through something really hard, when we're not having those really sunshine days, that we can respond in prayer, that we can respond in worship. And I pray we wouldn't miss the opportunity that, that God's put in front of us. I pray that each of us would reveal the ultimate purpose that God has because he has purpose even in our pain. And this is just an example of that. There's so many examples of that in scripture, in your life, in my life, in the lives of others. But what a beautiful thing that, you know, it says that he turns ashes into beauty, right? Beauty for ashes. That's what God does. And I just pray that we would be reminded of that, that we wouldn't let bad circumstances make us forget that he is good and he has so much good purpose, even on our hard days. So let us be more like Paul. Let us be more like Silas. Let us learn from this. So I love you, friends. I hope you've enjoyed this part one, part two series um, in Acts. And just a plug here, I've got to say that I have loved just reading the Bible. I am going to start another study soon, but I have really fallen in love with just reading it on my own at home. And I want to encourage you to do that. I think this podcast is a great resource. I hope it is. There's other podcasts that are great resources, Bible studies that are great resources. But I just want to take this moment to encourage you to dig into to a Bible. Um, I love the Jesus Bible. I think it's great. There's a lot of things I like about it, but it doesn't matter which one. Just, just get one and you know, start with maybe just a couple verses a day, but I know it's transforming my life and I believe it can do the same for you. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Um, but anyway, I, I love you guys. If you are enjoying the podcast, please share it. Um, I put content out there on Instagram. You can share that. You can leave a review, all that fun stuff. And I hope in the next couple of weeks to start bringing some guests back on the show. So look forward to that and I will talk to y'all next time. Y'all, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Brazen and Brave. If you feel encouraged, if you feel a little bit more bold than when we started today, then I am so excited for you. I want to encourage you to go out, take action, and to go after your goals. And if you feel empowered, give someone some of your light. Share that love. Share that encouragement. And I hope you have an amazing day. And I will see you next time.